0: Episode, I want to talk about what to bring to the gig uh, because, uh, you know, this has come up in a lot of our own events uh, with different musicians. Not that I'm going to call anyone out here, although I'll give you an example of something that happened recently, shortly. Uh, but uh, in, 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 in even my own playing um, in my own performances, there have been things, you know, it, se- it seems like every single time that I have done some sort of performance uh, on piano or horn, whatever, there's something that I wish I would have had in my bag that I that I need to carry with me because you just never know what's gonna happen for me personally some of the things that have come up that I start added as I started adding to my personal checklist are a stand light um, even if you think you're going to be performing in a place or an area um, where there where it's well lit um, odds are it's not going to always work out that way and if you are uh more in that classical musician sort of feel which I tend to be um you you do rely on the music and um man I I although I'm trying to get past that more but that's kind of a sidebar but um so I need that light on the music um and I'm getting freaking old guys so I really need that light <laughs> Well, that's been more of a recent issue and the batteries for said light in case the battery goes out and in the middle of what you're playing. And, uh, also just, um, you know, for me and my horn, it's like different oils and grease and things, you know, because God forbid you didn't, you know, I mean, i I try to oil and grease everything thoroughly before I get to something, especially if it's a bigger event. Um, but, uh, it should something get stuck. These are some of the issues that we have to deal with. Should a slide get stuck when I'm emptying my spit? Um, I got to figure out that situation ASAP and in a way that's not going to disturb the performance. So that's something else. Pencils are all, you know, that's, that's something we always worry about. You know, in the non-classical world, it's always, um, you know, different chords and cables and extra strings for your guitar. Um you know <laughs> I, even an extra keyboard or extra instrument in some cases you just never know and uh you know recently we had an event in uh, february earlier in february it was a galentine special event uh where we had two different female-led jazz combos um performing in one night and it was amazing and it, it it still turned out to be amazing but let me tell you what happened so uh, we had the amazing marcia Danielle, she sang with her combo uh as the, in the front half of the event and uh they were, these were two different headliners so they really shared the bill but in the second half of the event um suzanne Garzana, sax diva dot is she is her handle that's like you know the Saxdiva diva is what she know, is known by in the second half, literally just minutes before the second half was to, to start, um, I think what actually happened. Um, I was I was out in the crowd and you know doing my doing my thing out there, working the crowd, and uh, about to get on stage to um, announce her, and we found out that um, one of something happened in the green room where her instrument got bumped off of a table and it completely broke and some notes were just completely unplayable and with how little time there was the instrument was completely unplayable for this whole entire event so the sax diva who like that's you know we were selling the whole show as you know a galentine's event with marcia daniel and suzanne at the sax diva, the sex diva could not play her sex. So, um, these things happened and she, you know what the crazy part is? She wasn't even in the room when it happened. Um, she found out about it from one of her bandmates. Uh, um, thankfully in her case, she is a very seasoned professional and she also can sing, um, which is what her backup plan ended up being. And she sang great right She has a whole set of music memorized completely enough to sing on the fly, uh, just as well as she would have in playing sax and thank God. Um, and, uh, even so she said afterwards, she's like, this is the first time I've ever had a gig where I couldn't play my saxophone. So things can happen. Um. And uh, I, you know, that's the most extreme thing I've really come across when the sex, diva can't have her sex. Uh, but you know, I've seen all sorts of other things happen. And what tends to be the storyline to me in the event work that I've done uh, as an administrator and also as a um, performer, and you know, as a um, performer who has learned a lot, and you know, you learn by doing more and more gigs, so you can really tell by, um, number of gigs people have performed as to how ready they are for a show. Uh, that experience really crops up in, uh, how they handle the unfortunate situations. And, uh, and so then that's, that's what leads me to this topic is what do you need to bring to a gig just in case, Um, it's, uh, you know, beyond just the basics, you know, your tuner, your instruments, potentially your music. There's so much more. Um, You don't know if you're going to have all the sound that you want or need. Uh, Amplification wise, you know, you just never, you don't know if um, you might need to tape down some of the chords where you're going. You might need to bring some tape to just not be a hazard to the people around you because you um, might be in a place where the venue hasn't thought of that. And they should, but just in case you don't want to be held responsible for that. Not that you would, but you just never know. Um, there's all sorts of other things, and I, I put this question out there to a few friends. Well, actually, I really just put this out there on our Facebook page for The Musician Adventure, and I encourage you to follow us there. Um, we like to put out um, our episodes on theirs, of course, and uh, we also find some fun quotes that we really enjoyed from the, um, from the episodes that come out, and we display them each week, but I'm also trying to start to use these places for a forum uh, through which to ask questions of those who are following so i put it out there a little while ago what do you bring to your gigs in order to be prepared and yes your answers might be used in an upcoming episode so jesus via he said guitar effects pedals my own mic and stand extra cables set list extra strings and batteries water bottle change of clothes small towel extension cord business cards and cds oh yeah we didn't even talk about that stuff pa lighting if the venue doesn't provide it that's a lot of stuff you guys. Um, do you have a good checklist system for managing all of these things? He seems like someone who's prepared. <laughs> um, Amelie I think she she mentioned it's just too much to even write out and I've seen their car at gigs and I believe that. Um, <laughs> they have a lot. I've helped them load their car. Um, they have a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of stuff doesn't even get unloaded but it's just there in case. Uh, Jake Williams he said everything he brings everything he says you know he's laughing but no really um (laughs) he says I have two rules bring a backup for everything or show up early enough so that I have time to get all the way home and back to grab whatever I need very true and he's a keyboardist so a backup keyboard that's a big uh kind of thing that's a big instrument that takes up some real estate there in your vehicle so hopefully you have enough room but um you know have something i mean if you're if you play guitar in addition to keyboards just have a backup instrument there um so yeah anything like that like suzanne and her vocals uh when she couldn't play saxophone um and edward he jumped in and said an eighth to quarter inch audio adapter smart um, the adapters, those seem to be forgotten, don't they? Um, that is something that no one else here mentioned. So really, really good stuff. And then the last thing I was just going to mention here is, um, you know, I have studied with a lot, with a lot of great professional musicians, um, over time. And a few years ago, I was working with a man named Bill Barnowitz and, uh, um, he is a, a professional horn player. He's now retired from the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra, but he was principal horn with the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra for a long time. And he is amazing. And I had the chance to work with him individually a little bit a couple of years ago, and it was just phenomenal. Um, and I remember uh, this is I think I, I was talking with him around the time I was considering getting a brand new instrument. Um, because I, I thought, I felt that what I had at the time, um, you know, it wasn't the pro level that I really needed to be taken seriously, um, as a professional horn player and not that you always need to have, um, like you can, you know, as, as he's, I'll I'll get to in a minute, you can play super well in any instrument, but, um, sometimes it's more of a, just like you get you know, you you don't get taken seriously if you have a more amateur instrument. But I remember him saying to that, um, that, you know, what comes out of your horn is your responsibility. And he said, it's my responsibility to make, um, to make beautiful, you know, perfect sounds or as close to perfect as possible on French horn. That's not always easy. Um, on any instrument that would be around him on any French horn, he would be around Um, if his French horn was to be run over by a steamroller, which I think happened in a mash episode. um, You can check me on that. Anyone who's listening, but if something like that crazy, you know, sort of scenario happened or something, you know, it it fell off of, you know, a chair right before the performance, such as Suzanne, um, he, it's, it's his job to be able to play the hell out of whatever replacement instrument he has available to him, whoever that might be, whatever level it might be. And uh, he, he just, that was his way of saying, it doesn't matter what instrument you play on, as long as you can perform expertly. And I really took that to heart. And um, so it's really, um, you know, this is, I'm relating this to the gear that you have and, and how you prepare and to make sure that you can play anything that comes your way in any scenario because that's another sign of true professionalism but that also speaks to the fact of um you know you really just don't always need the most professional gear in order to sound professional it's, it's so much more about the musician and the skill there um Personally, as opposed to uh, what you are holding in your hands. Okay, vocally, that's a little different. Uh, that's more of an internal voice, and you gotta—that's—that's that's a whole different animal. Um, but uh, you get—you get where I'm going with that. Um, but yes, so many things can be told about a musician if they are in a position to um, where there's some level of uncomfortability, whether it's. Um, something broke, something got changed, something, uh, you know, there's just an edginess, uh, you know, there's, there's something happening and how you handle yourself in that moment really shows, uh, a level of experience, professionalism, whatever you want to call it. And, um, and having, all of this stuff prepared is, uh, the most way, the, the best, the, the best surefire way to get you to that point and, and to, um, ease your mind with so much of this, um, right off the bat. So that is what I have for you today. And, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Musicians Venture Podcast. Please leave ratings and reviews from where you're listening from. Visit themusiciansventure.com for information on what we have happening past episodes and ways to get in touch with us. The Musicians Venture Podcast is hosted by Allison M., produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music by Mike Newmeyer. Thanks again for listening.